0: Welcome to Raising Our Voices. I'm Jane. Welcome, hi, to James, Aaron, uh, uh, is Aaron? Everyone. Uh, Ariane and Pauline.
1: Hi.
2: Hi, everyone. Hi.
1: hi.
0: What is homeless people living on?
3: Homelessness. Okay, so today we're going to be touching on the topic of homelessness... What is homelessness? What are the different definitions? Because um, a lot of people don't actually know that, um, for example, couch surfing can be actually classified as homeless if you don't have a home base. Mm-hmm. And also, how does it affect some people with disabilities? And what is the government doing about it?
0: Okay. Why some people become homeless and say... So
1: why do they? Why do some people become homeless?
0: Well, well, because if they've had a domestic violence through their partner and if they haven't got no family to go to, they become homeless. Or Mm. if they've got no friends on the outside, and if it's only themselves, who have they got to go to?
3: Yes, um, some people come out of jail and then
0: they're homeless afterwards. Yes, or even if um people of their families from over to another state and if they are living in a Victoria, mm. they can't fly over to another state to stay with their families. so if they love Victoria, they can stay here, but if they if they have to go by their family's rules too, they don't like that, some people, and they decide to leave the family and live on their
1: own so they don't have anywhere to go and they have to be homeless. And James, what do you think? What are some of the reasons people might become homeless?
2: Uh, people begging for money.
1: Money, yeah. So if you haven't got enough money, how can you afford rent?
2: some street begging.
1: Yeah, that's often what people end up doing and... And I think if you haven't got a home and you don't have an address, it makes getting even Centrelink unemployment benefit. Yeah, you yeah. can't
3: get you can't get Centrelink or any sort of unemployment benefit unless you have a fixed address. For example. Um, does anyone remember the homeless group that was sitting at the side of Flinders Street? That was
0: with my rela- um, brothers and sisters yes. and some of them, my relations, yes, definitely. And I'm really glad, like, that they fight it on what they want it because we mm. own our land. And even the police tried to push them away because they had not done anything. They mm. haven't.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and I was, I was talking to them uh, briefly one day. The guys out the front of Flinders Street, and one of them was saying he was the only one that used to come who had a fixed address. So he was saying, "Oh, I um, I have um, just got my Centrelink benefits and I'm sharing them around with my friends." So he was actually giving some of the fellas that and um, women that didn't have a fixed address. Some money so they could get food or Mm. um, drinks or cigarettes or
0: whatever they needed to get. And it's another thing. There's organisations that are out there like the Salvos, the St Vincent's, um, the um, one in St Kilda for people who um, can go for food if they've got no money at all. They can go there for lunch and tea.
3: Do we have some of the contact details for those, just in case people are wondering?
1: Yep, for sure. We'll yeah, people know of that. And and the other thing too, sometimes I think, um, is if you don't have enough support in your in your own networks, if, if things go badly wrong and you don't have anyone to call on, perhaps. Do you think that is a, a reason for homelessness? Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah.
3: Now, Jane, you have some personal stories about when you were looking for accommodation and you could oh, have possibly become homeless. Do you yet, want to tell us a bit about that?
0: I will, actually, because um, after I left my partner, which I was with him for 23 years, um, which I never got on, well, much with my family and that, and if I never had my friends around me in Ross House and Open Place and the aboriginals and all this if i never had them i would have been a homeless person and i would have been more worried about my stuff probably than the homeless because of my institutional days
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that sort of is a good little connection to another issue jane which is that for people who are living in institutions or have lived in institutions they've got a higher rate Of homelessness because of that lack of supports, lack of family, lack of experience living in the community. And we've just found out this month, unfortunately, the federal government has said no to a Royal Commission on Mm. what um, abuse and violence happened to people with disabilities in institutions. Now, that was called for, that Royal Commission was called for last year by the Senate. They did an inquiry. Yeah a long all-year inquiry, and I know, Jane, you told your story and lots of people with disabilities did. At the end of that, the Senate said, well, we think there's enough here for a Royal Commission and that's our recommendation to the government. And the government's just come out this month saying, no, we're not going to do it. What? They are bloody mongrels to me. (laughs) Well, they certainly haven't listened to their experts who spent a whole year finding out what needed to be done. What
3: was the reasoning for that? Did they cite any actual reasons? I'd love that bit to be in there.
0: They are bloody mongrels.
1: Well, (laughs) basically, yeah. the The reason that they gave
3: we can put the bloody bit in.
1: Just back onto the topic, though. um, No, well, what the government said was um, they said, "Well, there's the NDIS coming in, and that's going to apparently solve all the problems." Oh, both. and, <laughs> and, and oh, I know that makes you angry, Jane, and, and a lot of people are angry um, because, because we know that the NDIS is a great, you know, it's a package of support people can get, but hmm. that's not necessarily going to solve all the problems of abuse. And, and they are also, as part of the NDIS, they're going to have this thing called safeguarding framework. Now, safeguarding framework, we don't even really know what that means yet. But we've had safeguarding frameworks for years and abuse has still happened, Mm. so... And
3: people, like, it's not just physical or mental, it can be financial, it Mm. can be a whole different... It can be all different types of abuse and if you don't have the supports or you don't know who to call or you can't bring yourself to actually say anything then how are you going to get out of these situations that's why these royal commissions actually need to happen so that people feel empowered to say something yeah can i quickly
0: say something what about if the government lived in these bloody institutions and if they were sexually abused physical abuse traumatized um, how would they feel like feel it like, if what we put up with, and what about if we did a swap over and have the government living in these institutions and having us children of the Aboriginals and the people who are not Aboriginals to run the institution and to treat the staff exactly the same way as we'll treat it? I bet you they bloody won't like it.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head there, Jane. Now I think <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things That's too is. So so when they – okay, in Victoria they have closed some institutions. Mm. Where a lot of people have wound up is in rooming houses. Yeah. Mm. And a rooming house um, is a large, you know, sort of dwelling where, you know, a lot of people live, 30-plus – Um, And, you know, it might be shared bathrooms. You might have your own room. Mm. But, I mean, I've got um, a friend who you also know who um, spoke at the Senate inquiry. He'd had a history of abuse in institutions. But when he came out and he moved into a rooming house, he got abused all over again. And a lot of the abuse was actually coming from other people that lived there. Mm. And he couldn't get away from them. So people stood over him, took his money and... There wasn't anywhere else he could go except out on the streets. And And he he actually did that because he was safer. He felt safer when he went out on the streets than when he was in the rooming house. Did
3: he say anything? Is there, like, staff in rooming houses that you can actually talk to? No,
1: no. So it's just sort of like a cheap... Boarding house really mm. is what a rooming yeah, but, house is, and
3: uh, because I I know what they are, but I wasn't sure whether some there was some higher body that you could pl- complain to.
1: That oh he- yes, there's a there's a landlord agency, and often they're community housing providers. In his case, it was a community housing mm. provider. He did complain about it, but there wasn't anything very much that could be done. It was one person's word against another, and intertenant disputes are really difficult to get mm. resolved. Um, yeah. The Residential Tenancies Act doesn't cover them, and it, it's it seems to me like a recipe for disaster if the only accommodation we can give homeless people is rooming house accommodation yeah. because things like that might happen to them. They might get abused all over again.
0: Yeah, and what about in Saint Kilda with where those people were living in that? pub with the pub that's been sold where have those people got to live now that's the gatwick
1: you're talking about the gatwick hotel Mm. so the gatwick hotel is a notorious rooming house Um, they've been the owners have been trying to sell it and can't so it's i think going to close down unless it is sold and the government at this stage is pledging money to try and find alternative accommodation for people probably in rooming houses Mm. but that's
3: the thing try and find, like what happens if they supposedly, and if people can't see me, I'm doing quotation figures, if they supposedly can't find it, mm. then what's going to happen? You know, they say, oh, we can't afford it, or we can't find it, still doing quotation fingers, mm. and um, they really, they can, they just can't be bothered. You know what I mean? And it's like people deserve better lives. This is Australia. We're meant to be one of the luckiest countries in the world. Mm-hmm. But then again, we have people suffering and people from minorities, not just disabled people, but Aboriginal people, mm-hmm. people, um, 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 you know, refugees that are suffering that end up like this because they don't have any support from the government even, the people that are meant to be mm. looking out for them funding this. And, yeah, they can complain until they're blue in the face, but as you said, the under the residential... Tenancies Act, um, um, tenant disputes aren't covered, so there clearly needs to be something done about No, and, and
1: the focus at the moment seems to be on more rooming houses and mm. they're, they're putting a lot of money into renovating and upgrading rooming houses like Osnham House. They're putting $20 million into upgrading uh, rooming houses in Carlton, South Melbourne and Ballarat and Ascot Vale and St Kilda. And... I mean, most people don't want to live in a rooming house. Most people would rather have uh, affordable, accessible, mm. local to their community, independent accommodation, whether it's a unit or a house or whatever they need, depending on whether they have a family or they're on their own.
0: And and what about the um, people from the um, detention centres? What about the um, Indigenous and the people who are not Indigenous and who are African and that? What about these detention centres? They've been sexually abused there as well, and been treated like a bunch of sheep, and that, and just been treated from one paddock to another paddock, and not been treated as an adult. And they've even the police have even put they're not being they've,
3: treated like human beings.
0: Yeah, well, the police have even been putting bags over their heads and putting them in a chair with a rope around and tied around them. That's not right.
1: No. What, what do you guys think? I, I
2: think it's just wrong to, to put a p- paper bag over someone's head. I just think it's just not, not right.
0: What about if we did that to the government, put a pa- paper bag over their head and, put, and tied them to the rope around the chair and glue and sticky tape them and slap them with a the stick? How would they like it? I bet you they wouldn't like it. So they could go in the Aboriginal shoes and we, people who are not Aboriginal...
2: I don't think they would like it at all. I'll
1: tell you, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just, Jane, I think, you know, some of what you're saying is really important because I think that people don't know until they walk in your shoes. That's right. And mm. I know once a year they have let's sleep out and experience homelessness, but it's only once. Mm. And perhaps That's more government politicians should really man. see what it's like. They're I know
3: saying you can have sleeping bags and you can have pillows and but a lot of People who are homeless don't even have that. They maybe have a bit of cardboard and that's
1: it. Well, maybe when they do it this year, another group should come down and say, the move-on laws say you can't be here and make them all get up in the middle of the night and find somewhere else.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought of a good idea. You know Parliament House up in Canberra? What about, you know, for that day for the homeless, if, we, if the Indigenous and the people worked at Parliament House done the government's job just on that day and have the government sleeping on that day on the streets and having only one cent to look after themselves.
1: (laughs) Amazing, Jane, amazing.
3: Five dollars.
1: So I've also got some more um, press releases here because the government in Victoria made a few announcements in the last month about what they want to do about homelessness. They have actually... Decided to do something about it. Oh, thank a lot of God. what, yes, a lot of what they're doing is around improving rooming houses. Mm. Um, but they've also got this plan to um, give what they call rough sleepers, and they mean by that people sleeping out, yeah. not under shelter, um, accommodation in these transportable housing units. So they're sort of like kit home things, modular yeah. units that they're going to build or place onto land that belongs to another government department and I think it's Vic Roads the idea being that these homes could be there until Vic Roads needs the land and then I don't know what happens they lose their houses I mm. guess because Vic Roads needs the land that's right but yeah, it's, but a it's a way, way of them only making a temporary, temporary solution yes, it
3: is we need more i I applaud them for doing that, but we need more concrete solutions. Mm. This can't just... We keep on going about housing prices and this and that and the other thing, like... And we've got, you know, we've got low-budget disability housing for a lot of people, but um, with disabilities, but no, actually, lo- uh, not a lot of bud- budded housing for people without disabilities. And right now, we're going to go to a sponsorship break. Um, enjoy.
1: Enjoy. And what about a song? Yeah, um, let's let's hear from the Choir of Hard Knocks.
2: Please yeah. enjoy the music. Been outside my room in days. Cause I don't feel that I deserve some kind of grace. felt until the whiskey wore away. But it was then I realized my conscience will never fade. When you're young, you have this image of your life. Could you be scrupulous and one day even make a wife? Then you make boundaries you'd never dreamed to cross And if you happen to, you'd wake completely lost But I will fight for you Be sure that I will fight until where the special two Once a The special too. If we could only see each other, we'll breathe together. These arms will not be taught to need another's as we're the special too. I step outside my mind's eyes for a minute. Yeah, I look over me like a doctor looking for disease or something that could ease a pain. Nothing cures it hurt you.
3: you, bring on by
2: yourself, just remembering, just remembering how we were. Cause we will only need each other, we'll bleed together, these arms will not be taught to need another's, cause we're the special two. Uh, welcome back to 3CR on Raising Our Voices and... In the studio today, we have Pauline, hello, myself, and Ariane and Jane.
3: Jane
1: today, hi. Thank you, James. Um,
3: hi, everyone.
1: I just and wanted today to give we've you. Been
3: discussing homelessness. Those that have just joined in.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Ariane. We Thank have. <laughs> And in the break, while you were listening to that fantastic song, we gathered together some information for you, okay? So there's some great groups doing things on this topic of homelessness. The Homeless Persons Union of Victoria, they provide information, education, voices and stories from people who have experienced homelessness. So they know, Jane, don't they? Mm-hmm. And they are at Trades Hall, which is 54 Ligon Street. You can write to them. They've got a PO Box 98 at Trades Hall they 've got an uh, email which is hpuvic, H-P-U-V-I-C at gmail dot com they've also got what they call the walk in my shoes homelessness experience tours so maybe those politicians should be dragged along on those walk-in-my-shoes tours. I agree with you there. And they can go on a range of activities. Especially
3: Malcolm Turnbull.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Calling
3: you out, Malcolm, calling you out.
1: (laughs) And perhaps when he does the walk-in-their-shoes, he could not have any shoes. That would be good. (laughs) And Mm. so you get a really good taste of what it's like talking to people who are advocates from the Community Housing um, Program's Peer Education and Support Program and... It's right through the Melbourne CBD in a city suburbs with someone who's got a lived experience and knows what it's like. So they're having one on the 21st of April this year from 10 to 12 noon. And you can meet at the Community Housing Programme. I think that's CHP. No, Council for Homeless Persons, which is 2 Stanley Street, Collingwood. And the tour starts there and ends at St Vincent's Hospital. So if you want to go... Anyone's welcome, in particular school groups, volunteers, politicians. Mm. You just have to call. The number is 84156210. 84156210. And, yeah, go on the tour.
3: And we think it, we... Are we under the impression that it's appropriate for all ages?
1: Well, yeah, it does say school groups. Probably high school, I'm thinking, rather than primary school. But, yeah, I guess you could pitch it at smaller kids too. Yeah. And then there's also another show on 3CR, a fantastic show called Ruminations, and it's um, on Thursdays from 12 midday till 1pm. And it's radio for and by current and former rooming house residents and homeless people. There are interviews, community events, issues... And their focus is on housing and health rights as well as music, art and stories from our unsung community. And finally, the last little bit of information. Make sure
3: you're listening to that, people. Yeah. Really listening to that.
1: Um, And the last little bit of information that was found by our wonderful panel operator, Gab. Welcome back, Gab. Welcome back, Gab.
3: Thank you. you.
1: Is this fantastic website, which is www.melbourne.homeless.com. .org.au. So that's au, And the reason why it's fantastic is because it's got a long list of all the different places where people who are homeless can get support. Mm. And there was one final thing that I wanted to see what the panel thought of. Okay, so the government federally mm. is not increasing money for homelessness. I mean... Are we all shaking our heads in disbelief? Yes. like, what? They what? need what is to raise it on? every year. They have was... actually got the money. Not only are they not raising it, they're not indexing it. And mm. indexing is like, we gave you this much last year, but if we don't top it up a little bit, it actually is less. Mm. They
3: need to cut it, um, like, set money for the budget, for that sort of thing yearly and keep raising it each year Mm. so that we actually um combat this problem.
0: But the thing is, see, you can't take your money to your grave and you only live once on this planet, so why
1: won't the government spend it? No, they're too busy taking tax giving tax cuts to businesses. Now, um just finally, the final thing is that instead of building more public housing properties, they're actually transferring them to the community housing groups. Now Community housing does its bit, and mm-hmm. I've had my issues with it, but one of the things that's not great about community housing is they don't do disability um, accessible um, upgrades. So that, to me, is a problem I for don't people know. with I know. When
3: apartments have to have a certain... When you build apartments, they have to have a certain number of of disabled access apartments. So... Why is it not the same case for rooming houses? And no,
1: it's not. We need some better why regulations. Why is that yeah. not
3: the case? Well, I don't understand.
1: It's one of those questions that the answer is there is no good reason, I think. But come on. Come Malcolm. on, everyone.
3: Come on, Malcolm and the Liberal Party. Like, it's clear on the Labor <laughs> voter
0: but seriously come on he won't bloody listen to you he won't he won't listen to any of us but now it's coming towards the end of the radio show and i would like to thank everybody who has been listening into our radio show who has been taking notes down and focusing on what we've been talking about and And
3: Sorry, Jane. I would just like to take this opportunity to say good hello to my 10-year-old nephew, Josh, who will be listening to this. So <laughs> cut some of the bloodies out, please. Thank you much. <laughs> Bye.
2: Thank you all.
3: Thanks
0: very much, everybody, who is listening to the, our 3CR radio on the homeless and these institutions and the Indigenous, definitely. And Raising Our Voices will be
1: back. On the second Wednesday of next month at 6pm. And so deadly! (laughs) Up next, Tamil voices. Thank you. you. (laughs) You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.